For years, people suspected something was going on at the uh, exclusive resort called the Greenbrier Inn in West Virginia. But few people knew exactly what was going on. Uh, During the Eisenhower administration, while the uh, Greenbrier was adding a wing to their resort, the uh, U.S. government was building a secret bunker under the resort as well to house the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives should a major catastrophic emergency happen. The 112,000 square foot bunker had a 25 ton blast door, dorms for 1,100 people, medical clinic with 12 hospital beds, operating rooms, lab, pharmacy, intensive care unit, had a power plant, Water purification system for 75,000 gallons of water. Media production room, rooms for the congressman to conduct the nation's business. It had everything. And of course, something that large, it required staff to take care of it, even um, when the facility was not in use. And so they, they came and they uh, worked there. Uh, the cover story was that they were TV repairmen for the resort. That would be a lot of TVs. Years ago, the bunker was decommissioned after uh, the press leaked the story, and it has become a tourist attraction. Now you can actually go and look, walk through, but the massive facility was never used. Not once, not even during the Cuban Missile Crisis or any threats the country has faced. It was a powerful and plentiful and completely untapped resource. And I wonder sometimes if your life story is not also that way. Your testimony, your story with God as you walk with him day by day through the ups and downs and the struggles and the celebrations and all of those things, you can bury that story very deep into your life. You can keep it personal. You can make it top secret. But, but I hope today, I hope what you'll do is to share your life. In, in conversations with people you know and people you don't know, you can show curiosity to people asking about their life. You can believe the best about other people as you come to them and have conversations. You can express concern about people. Throughout this month of June, we've looked at that through the the book of Proverbs. We've seen each of those things uh, that can help uh, when dancing in dialogue with other people. But even with all of those things in place, you might feel more like an interviewer or a therapist. So, How does all this proverbial wisdom actually lead us to warm relationships so that we can love one another as Christ has called us to do? What's missing? And what's missing is mutual sharing. It's sharing your life with other people. Uh, The Proverbs picture this. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, starting in verse 1, says, Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning, so do not forsake my teaching. For I too was a son to my father, still tender and cherished by my mother. Then he taught me and he said to me, take hold of my words with all of your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. See, from the the very beginning of this ancient book, you have a picture of a father trying to instill wisdom into his son's life. I wonder how many of you parents or how many of you grandparents feel the the duty to do that for your kids, to try to instill wisdom into their life. Does anybody feel that that necessity? I mean, it's just a part, I think, of life together. How how do you help your kids see the world rightly? How do you help them to act godly? How do you you get them to stop acting the fool? (laughs) 
That's the backbone of the book of Proverbs. But here in the opening chapters, uh, before we get to the the short sentences long remembered, as uh, Leland Riken put it, we have this father seeking to help his son. And how does he do it in, in Proverbs 4? He says, well, he shares his life. I too was a son to my father, he says, still tender, cherished by my mother. See, if you want a warm connection with other people in your life, in conversation, in this dance of dialogue, swaying together back and forth, you have to share your life. If you want a warm connection with your kids and your grandkids, you have to share your life. If you want a warm connection with people around you, the people you work with, the people in your favorite restaurant that serve you, in your bunko club, you have to to share your life. Share stories that connect with people as they're sharing with you. Now, social sciences agree with the Proverbs, you know, according to some research done by uh, Hess, Fannin, and Pollum in an article called Creating Closeness, they, they found that a key way to create relational closeness is, quote, the willingness to share personal information and not withhold information. It's openness, it's vulnerability, it's a back and forth, and it's really, really hard. Let me just confess something to you this morning. I'm really bad at this. I don't know why. I hesitate to share vulnerably. I don't want to, re- I don't want to you know, give too much to people, reveal too much about myself. I'd kind of prefer to have an underground bunker of my life, you know, that I could just keep everything down there out of the watchful eyes of those around me. It's probably why I'm so terrible on social media. I just can't make myself believe that you care what I had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> Why, you know, why is this the case? Why, why do I have trouble with this? And I thought, well, maybe, you know, it's because I like to have control of a conversation, or maybe it's because I, I'm afraid of, of being ashamed, you know, can't have people thinking the preacher's off his rocker, you know? Or maybe, uh, maybe it's because I've been in some conversations where, you know, I've shared something with, and, and the other person has used it against me, or they've misrepresented me to other people. I'm not sure. Maybe you've experienced this too. Have, have you stopped short of, of sharing your life, sharing your stories, maybe with your kids, because you know that you did some things as kids that you'd rather them not know? And if they did know, you'd have some splaining to do. Or maybe, you know, you avoid, uh, avoid some of these things with your spouse because you're afraid of their reaction. Maybe you want to keep some things in your life secret down in the bunker all away from watching eyes because you want to manage your image. You want other people to think you're great, perfect, no problems, top of the world. My old seminary professor, Howard Hendricks, used to say his own proverb all the time. He said, you can impress people from a distance but you can only impact people up close. Do you share with people up close? Is there a balance of sharing in your conversations with people? If so, the Proverbs, again, they picture good things like Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. Or Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue has the power of life. Or in 15.4, the soothing tongue is a tree of life. Or in 15.23, a person finds joy in giving an apt reply. And how good is a timely word? Share your life in a timely way. Uh, Sway together with your dialogue dance partner. Share together and you'll create a warm and soothing and life-giving relationship. Which I think is what we want. 
It's what God calls us to in mission for one another, to love each other. And, you know, if you don't believe me, then maybe listen to C.S. Lewis, that brilliant author uh, who writes that all friendship comes, he says, from that moment when someone says, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. Share your life. Share your life. The Proverbs picture it. Uh, Paul models it as well. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2, Paul speaking to these people in uh, Thessalonica says, Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Paul and his companions shared who they were and their, their, their emotions, their values. They, they shared their lives with these people. Uh, They imparted, is the word, their very souls. And they didn't do it grudgingly. He says, we did it, we were delighted to do it. Literally, we were well pleased to do it. And what motivated the sharing of their lives? Paul mentions a couple of emotions. We cared for you, which translates, the word cared translates a a pretty rare Greek term uh, describing the bond between a parent and a beloved child. It's unique in the New Testament. It's only found uh, rarely in the literature of the time outside of this. We do find it, sadly, in a funeral inscription that describes how some parents longed for their deceased son. The word means to, to greatly long or desire for someone. Paul hinges the sharing of his life on this sort of warm longing he has for people like a, like a parent has for a child. That's his first emotion. His second is He said, because we love you so much. And that, of course, at its base, translates the Greek term agape, the the sharing based on self-giving love. You see, these missionaries, as they went about the work of God, didn't just do their God-given task of sharing the gospel. They also shared their genuine love for them. Unlike other Greek orators of the time who would swing into town, do some teaching, gain some fame, maybe some money, and then swing right out of town without ever investing in people, Paul, his work was not carried out with detached professionalism or crass commercialism. He invested in people. He shared his life. Do you do that? Could you imagine... If like companies and corporations today, you know, shared, uh, actually shared the truth about their products, the truth about them, what they're trying to do. I mean, if they invested in us, what really was going on um, and were really open about it, maybe, you know, their advertising would look a little different, right? Uh, Like Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Eat away your feelings. I don't think they'd be that vulnerable, but maybe, you know. Or how about Under Armour? Wear it to feel athletic. I'm wearing Under Armour today. (laughs) Or how about the North Face? For outdoor adventures across school campus. You know, most people wearing this aren't in the mountains. They're walking across campus. Or, you know, the truth about Harley Davidson, here for you during that midlife crisis. Some of you feel that. How about Monopoly? A great way to ruin friendships. Or Hallmark, when you care enough to give a card mass-produced by a corporation, right? Could you imagine that kind of openness? 
Paul shared his life with vulnerability, with openness. And as Michael Martin writes, he says, a gospel messenger who stands detached from his audience has not yet been touched by the very gospel he proclaims. Man, that's convicting. Is that convicting for you? Is it time to to share your life with someone, to relate your experiences, to, to be vulnerable and open up to somebody? Now, here are a couple of ways to practice this this week if you want to share your life with others. You know, when you're uh, sharing with somebody, you're in a conversation, maybe they're sharing a story with you, give them time to finish the story. But when they do, you can open up and say something like, you know, I can really relate to that. In fact, recently I did this or I talked to this person or, or if you don't have a story that relates, you can even say, you can talk about your emotion. You know, when you were talking about that, I felt, man, I felt really sad. I don't know what to say, but I'm, I'm so glad you told me that. Sharing, sharing your life. Or secondly, you can try this in practice this week. You can use some categories in your mind to kind of connect your life with what others have shared with you. You know, you can, you can try this socially. They, they tell you a story. You could say, well, this reminded me of a similar interaction that I had with our boss, with our neighbor, with, with whomever. You can try something cognitively. You can say, you know, when you were talking, when you are telling me that story, it made me think differently about this thing. It made me wonder about this. Or you could try things volitionally. You know, as you were talking, I began to consider about, you know, changing this thing about my life. It made me, made me wonder about how to, how to do this better. Or even spiritually, as someone's sharing a story with you, you know, you could say, you know, as you were uh, talking, I, I remembered something about my faith that has helped me in similar circumstances. Just a way to share your life. Because, of course, the reason that we have gathered here today is because of our love for the one who has shared his life with us, Jesus gave his life, all of it, and held nothing back. And so I'm going to take a moment to remember that in a, a time of communion this morning. If you brought or have some elements with you, uh, you can grab those. And if not, there's some in the tables in the back. Feel free to grab those now. Uh, John wrote of Jesus. He said, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Or Paul said, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. Jesus himself said, no one has taken my life away from me, but I lay it down of my own initiative. He gave and gave and gave not only the good news of God's love and forgiveness, but also his very life. In fact, his life is the gospel. His body broken and his blood spilled. And it's not just the gospel, it's also our model. Again, John said, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And then he added, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Share your life. So as we take these elements of communion today, I hope you'll commit to sharing your life with people around you and to break open your whole being Give it away freely, just like our Savior. We take the, the bread, his body broken for you. And now the juice, his blood spilled for you. Let's pray.
It's an amazing thing, Father, to think of a God who shares his life. You share your life, Lord Jesus, with with us sinners. You share your life with us who don't deserve it. But God, what a beautiful picture for us as people of faith. Help us to share our lives with others around us, to relate in stories, to be warm and welcoming and to let people know there's a God in the heavens who loves them and who's with them. Help us today, Father, as we remember the sacrifice of Jesus to be a people who who share freely and break open our lives to love those all around us every moment of the day through word, through action, through deed. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.